Welcome to the Self-Publishing Queen podcast. My name is Josiane Fortin and I'm a self-published author. I'm obsessed with helping and motivating writers to publish their books and share their gift with the world. My goal with this podcast is to inspire you to take action and be the writer you want to be. Let's go! Hello writers, I'm Josiane Fortin and today I'm interviewing Amanda Zipa. Amanda is the self-published author of 11 books, so I can't wait to talk to her about her experience and all her expertise. So thank you so much, Amanda, for being on the show and please tell us a little bit about you. Hi, uh, thank you so much for having me. Um, I am a self-published author from Wisconsin in the United States. Um, and I like to call myself uh, two titles, uh, a word nerd and also an authorpreneur. So uh, anything that uh, is word related, I'm in, whether it's writing or reading or teaching others about writing or reading. Um, and then as a self-published author, I definitely consider myself an authorpreneur because uh, writing the books is one thing and selling the books uh, is completely another. And I feel like in today's world, you can't um, be successful unless you you do both. So I feel like authorpreneur kind of wraps, wraps both of those jobs together. Yeah. And do you have a team now after 11 books or are you still pulling everything off to get like by yourself? Yeah, I'm still on my own. I mean, I have I have my people who help me as far as like my friends who are beta readers. And like, I always use the same copy editor now, um, like people I can go to for different jobs. But for the most part, it's just me. <laughs> I'm always curious to know about what made you write this first book, because like the first book I feel is the hardest one to get out. So why did you decide to write a book? And did you have a vision of becoming an author? Or was it just like a one thing? And then you just got hooked and decided to write more and more? Um, probably a pretty cliche answer, but I've always wanted to be an author. Like as a little kid, it was always a dream. Like you write in your diary, like your goals, like be a published author was, was always on the list. Um, but I went to school for education first. So I taught middle school, uh, English and reading for 12 years. And, um, while I was in that world, it still was, you know, on my heart and in my mind to do this. Uh, but there's a website in the teaching world called teachers pay teachers. And it's basically like the way I explain this to, to non-teachers is it's a rummage sale online for teachers. So you go to this site and you say like, I want a set of quizzes for the novel A Wrinkle in Time. And you type it in and boom, like 75 teachers already have this thing and you can buy it for four bucks and you didn't have to create it yourself. And you know that it's uh, tried and tested by other teachers. Um, and so I was on that site, uh, you know, posting my own materials, selling my own materials, buying materials from my own classroom. And on that site, they had a request board. So if you were a teacher and you were looking for something on there and you couldn't find it, um, you could go there and say, hey, I, I'm a brand new teacher. I have to teach this novel. I don't know how to do it. Who can help me? And um, I was scrolling through that board and someone had written on there, um, I need a writer to continue my chapter book series. And I was like, oh, 
pick me, pick me. Like that was like, so just, that's what I wanted to do. So um, I submitted a writing sample to the lady. Her name is Teresa. She run, she ran um, a company called Chapter Books for Kids. It's no longer um, in business anymore. This is probably about eight, nine years ago. Um, and so I submitted my writing sample to her and she liked it and accepted it. And so my first books that I wrote were in an orphan train rider series historical fiction about kids who rode on the orphan trains. Um, and she self-published through, um, it was Create Space at the time, now it's KDP. Um, but I didn't at that time realize the difference between indie, traditional, self-publishing. Like it, I think it was still all pretty new back then too. Um, the lines were blurred. Uh, but I kept saying to her, um, Teresa, what if we did, what if we did a series about princesses or what if we did a series about this or like, you know, just coming up with ideas like I love the process and I wanted more of it. And eventually, um, I think she got tired of, <laughs> of me and my <laughs> questions and requests and like pushed to do more content. And she said, you know, I can teach you how to do this for yourself. And I was like, oh, that would be amazing. Um, and so Teresa walked me through the very first two steps of how to publish on Create Space. Um, and I've never looked back. I just ha have kept going forward with it and I love it. Um, and here I am 11 books later. And you write children's book and other books too, but I'm interested to know, are they illustrated and how do you go about getting that art created? Yep. Um, a couple of my books have illustrations. Um, I'll show you one. This is one of my books. It's called The Birthday Cache. It's about a brother and a sister who go geocaching. And I do have a couple of illustrations in here, um, just pencil drawings. And actually, my best friend from middle school and high school drew those for me. I just I knew that she was an artist and I asked her if she would do it. Um, and in the traditional publishing world, you don't get your own illustrations. That's like a really rookie move to like ask a publisher, like, how do I get my illustrations? Um, Cause they take care of all that. Right. But in self-publishing, um, I would say a really great place to go to is the Society of Children's Book Writers and Illustrators. It's a mouthful, but uh, the acronym is SCBWI. Um, and if you go there, they have, it's an international organization, but they have regional chapters as well. And you can go on their site and find out what illustrators live in your area. And they often have contact information or websites there. And then you can just contact them directly. And these are people who are professional artists. They are in the industry um, and they'll create really great things for you. So that's what I would recommend. Um, also, you know, like as soon as you say you're writing a book or like you put it out in Facebook, like people come out of the woodwork to like find <laughs> you. Um, so if nothing else, just put it out on Facebook and people will uh, offer their talents. You just have to be willing uh, to say no if someone who comes forward isn't the style, you know, or caliber that you're interested right. in. Right. And if it's your friend or like a cousin, it could be awkward, but still like it's always good to ask for recommendations from people that we know. And I'm always wondering, like, how long did it take to write the first book and how long does it take you now? Or have you improved on the speed? Yeah, uh, it's so the very first books that I wrote were very short. Um, they're like 5000 words, like short stories in a collection. 
Um, and I was able to write those three real short ones in a summer, but a few things went into that. One, my children uh, were toddlers and babies, like they were like two and a half and an infant. Um, and they took two naps a day at the same time. Um, and I was a teacher, so I wasn't working and I had long stretches of time where I could work uninterrupted. So um, very short, but very fast for those. Um, I had one novel that I worked on on and off for five years, right? But it was longer and I would take huge chunks of time off. I was working full time. I was coaching. I was having kids like that was a really long time. Um, now I can get a book written in, in somewhere between four to six months, about a 50,000 word book in four to six months. Um, and I'm able to do it faster now because I'm, I'm halfway in between a plotter and a pantser. So I yeah. used to be a complete and total pantser, just sit down, write whatever I wanted um, because that's fun, right? <laughs> it's, it's, I think it's like less uh, intimidating. It's less uh, mental work up front. It's just enjoyable, but there's a lot of work on the revision end and there's a right. lot of things that get cut out because you weren't being purposeful with your time and energy. Um, and so now I kind of do a, a loose outline, like I kind of know where I'm going and I'll write in like four chapter chunks. So I'll start at the beginning and I'll write out four chapters. Um, I like to handwrite, I think better when I handwrite. Um, I think it's cause I can type faster than I can think. And so then I'm like always pausing to wait to see what happens next. But when I handwrite it, I, I know what the next sentence is before I'm done writing it. Yeah, uh, but it's so, so time consuming after that to type it back. It, but then I feel like it's like the second draft, right? So right, I, right. as I'm, as I'm typing it into the computer, like I adjust as I go. So by the time I like have the first typed thing, it, it kind of is a second draft. Right. Um, and everybody has their process that works, that works for them. So um, I'll write like the first four chapters and then I'll go back to the beginning and I'll revise that and make sure there's a good narrative flow and make sure that I, I know where I'm at. And um, then I'll go to the next four chapters and I'll write those. And then I'll go all the way back to the beginning and I'll like revise all eight chapters to make sure that they're consistent and a flow. And so I'll just keep doing that. So by the time I get to the end of a first draft, it really is like a third or fourth draft because I've been through those other chunks several times, right. um, which makes then like the real revision much smoother, I feel like, and easier. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And uh, I'm wondering, I saw on your website that you've created videos for the first chapters of some of your books. Like, have you seen a spike in sales? Like, what advice can you share about this? Um, I think that as a self-published author, as a, as a local author, you know, sometimes people kind of, uh, they're, they're uh, skeptical, maybe is a good word, that like your book is as good as anybody else's book. Um, I once had a friend who picked my book for her book club and she told me after uh, a cocktail or two at a party, she was like, you know, at first I just was like, oh, we'll be nice. We'll pick a local author. But like, it was really good. And so <laughs> like, she was surprised that like, it was a good book. And like, it was a compliment. She wasn't trying to be rude, but like what she was saying was, because I know you in real life, I didn't really expect that your book would be as good as somebody 
you know, that's on the bestseller list or that I don't know or feels more famous, right? Um, and so I did these first chapter videos because I wanted to let people try out my work like at a zero cost to them, like just give it a try for free. And if you like it and you're intrigued, like then you can go buy it. Um, I haven't put, um, there's like a little code you can put, it's called a UTM code that will help you track and see like how many people click off a video or how many people click off your website to like do the next thing. Um, and I really should put those in the videos to know. Um, I wouldn't say, I've had them up for probably like three or four months. I wouldn't say I've seen a huge dramatic increase in sales, but I also feel like there's so many other things going into this um, as far as like quarantining and COVID and like I'm not out and about right now uh, with different events. And so like just sales in general are slower. Um, but I, I like to think they do. I think it's it's a fun way to let people try your story and um, even if you're, you know, a no-name girl from the Midwest, they'll, they can at least consider giving you 15 minutes, you know, a shot uh, to see if they want to read the rest. So how did you set this up? You just sit down and put your camera and start reading the first chapters? Yep. Yeah, yep. that's simple. Um, so everybody can do that. <laughs> oh, it's so simple. You can use your phone. I just use my, my laptop. Um, I like to also give like a little... Um, you know, like behind the scenes or a little extra or like, this is what I was thinking while I was writing or this um, book was inspired by this idea. Um, so they feel like they're getting a little something extra yes. um, by listening to the video there. And like, I also feel like I'm good at connecting people with people. And so people can see my personality and like feel like they're connecting to me as a writer um, through the, the camera. These are also a really great um, tool for book clubs. So you could send it to some of your friends who had a book club or put it up on your website like, hey, book club, thinking about reading my book, send this video to your members to see what they think and if they want to give it a try. Because, you know, everybody can just like hold up a book cover, right? And be like, what do you think? Do you want it? But, um, you know, if they can hear the first chapter and they can get to know the author a little bit, um, I think they're going to be more likely to, to pick that over some other random book. Yeah, and I've just done that. I've done some Facebook lives, reading the, the books, the first chapter of the book. And then after that, I downloaded them and put them on a new YouTube page. I don't know, like I see that it's ref, ref, um, it goes to YouTube, but yeah. it's on your website. So you have you have both, which is really smart. I, I should do that too. And uh, to remember to do all the things right to yes, <laughs> like if you're a one woman business like me, it's like, okay, put the link here and then update the website. And then it did it, it did it like, I should probably get a checklist for like every time I make a new something like make sure you put it here, here and here. Um, yeah, yeah, so, so many, many things. <laughs> and I'm wondering, like, have you tried pushing it on, let's say Facebook and putting ads, like ad money for the video? Um, I have, I often share things on Facebook. Um, actually, an interesting thing that I noticed is that since I've started doing YouTube and I share a lot of that content on my Facebook page, my numbers on my website have dropped a little bit because I'm, I'm funneling traffic to YouTube instead of funneling traffic to my website. And so that's something I need to think about is like making sure that I equally share things on my website and on YouTube so that I'm not 
like one isn't diverting from the other. I, I want them to yeah. feed into each other. So, or like I want YouTube to ultimately feed to my website. So I just, you know, things you got to think about. Um, I forgot the initial question. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, uh, I was asking like, have you put it on Facebook and put ads? No, I have not done ads on Facebook. I, I guess I've done them like real little bit, like $10 or something like that. And I just... I haven't seen any results and someone will be like, well, of course, because you only did $10. Um, I just, I'm nervous to put a bunch of money up front if I'm not sure that it's going to, um, if it's going to pan out. That's something I need to learn more about. And I haven't, I haven't done anything with as far as like Amazon ads or Facebook ads or Google ads. Um, I need to, I, I, that's an area I'm still learning and growing in. I'm, I'm much better in person <laughs> than I am online. It's harder now with the pandemic to be in person. I don't yeah. know about you in Wisconsin, but here we're not doing anything. Like everything is pretty much closed. They just open back restaurants. So we're just starting to live again. Yeah, we're getting closer. Um, I think people are doing more everyday things, but nobody's doing events yet. Um, no conference. So you day. really like doing events? Like what do you do? Are you a speaker? Do you rent like a, just like a table where you showcase your work? What do you do? I've done all of that. Yeah, there's um, a couple of conferences that I've spoken at across the state, uh, whether it's an educational conference, because I'm a teacher too, um, or a writing conference. There's one in Green Bay. It's even farther north than I am, so maybe even closer to Canada. Um, and it's called Untitled Town Book and Author Festival. And what's amazing about this festival is it's for any kind of word nerd, right? It's for teachers, it's for students, it's for writers, it's for fans, it's for authors, like it's it's for journalists, like it's for every screenwriters, poets, every kind of word nerd is all here in this one spot. And so I love going places like that and speaking on a panel or giving a presentation. Um, and I, yeah, I love, I love to do that. Um, I also often do just workshops locally. Like I'll um, rent out a space or even sometimes just do it out of my house. Um, and, you know, a blogging workshop or how to write a novel workshop. Um, I teach at a couple camps in the summer when there's no COVID. Um, so working with young writers, um, speaking at, at bookstores, um, anywhere. Someone's going to let me talk about books and writing. I will show up. <laughs> and are you actively speaking those opportunities or they come to you? I seek them out. Um, you look for, especially in the beginning of your career, like no one's going to come knocking on your door. You definitely need to be the one to ask. Um, and I always figure the worst thing they can do is not answer me at all. Uh, and the second worst thing they can do is say no. Um, but you'll get nothing if you don't if you don't put it out there, my, uh, one of my favorite authors, uh, Wendelin Van Dranen, says you got to put hope in the mail, whether that's a submission or a request or an ask for a collaboration, like you just got to throw it out there because if you don't, like there's nothing to keep your hope alive. Like, ooh, who's going to respond to the email or am I going to, you know, get uh, accepted for that panel or, or whatever. So yeah, um, I will just like Google and just say, you know, writing camps uh, in the Midwest and then just see if they have any applications for faculty or um, writing conferences in Wisconsin and, you know, see where they are and if when their calls for proposals are. Um, I just did one, education conferences are gonna start up again, I think 
the summer or fall. So typing in like National Council of English teachers, like do they need speakers? And unfortunately I just missed the, the deadline for that one, but next just year. Yeah, yeah, next year. Just just search and see um, who needs things. Um, another fun place I've spoken is um, with Girl Scout troops. Um, they are always looking for speakers and role models and people to come in um, and talk about different things. So um, they the Girl Scouts have a writing badge, and so I, I went and a couple different times I I wrote nature poetry with the Girl Scouts, and uh, another one of them did. We did a book club. They read one of my books, and then just got to ask me questions about being an author. So look for look for connections between your content. Um, and, and like other niche groups. So like I said, one of my books is about geocaching. So I look for geocaching organizations and see when they have events and say, Hey, could, could I have a table? I, I know you don't, you know, maybe you don't even have vendors at this event, but could I have a table and just, you know, share my book with people as they pass? Um, or another one of my books, um, there's a, a military family in it. So I reach out to different organizations, uh, related to the military and say, Hey, would, you know, could I, could I share this with your newsletter list or something? Um, so just because if, if you write fiction, don't count out other nonfiction type organizations, because there's right. something that your book is about, right? And so like, find where those people are. Those are all really good ideas. And I like the fact that you said like the worst that can happen is just like not getting an answer or getting a no, because like, if you don't ask, you're like saying no to yourself. That is so smart. Yes. You're already kicking yourself out of all these opportunities that you could have done. So that's something I need to work on, like asking, like searching for opportunities because I haven't been searching for them. And you're giving me good ideas of like seeking what is the topic of my different novels and how can that relate and how I could do a speech about that. So that's something yeah. that I could be working on. So thank you for that. And I had questions also, you talked about being an entrepreneur and to have that mindset and be really serious about like the business side of writing books. And what advice could you give about this? I think that, um, especially like as a, a woman, small business owner, I think that there are like, it's the rise of small businesses and it's the rise of women businesses, like in the last couple of years. And there are so many people out there who are sharing their knowledge and, and sharing what they've done. Um, and there's specific organizations and podcasts. And like, I just feel like there's so much knowledge out there. You just have to take the time to ingest it. Um, this past January, I wait, not this January, the January before, um, I was like, I need to figure this out. I need to get down to business um, because you can have 11 books in boxes in your basement, but um, no one's going to sell them but you. So um, one of the podcasts that I listen to and I love to death is called Gold Digger by Jenna Kutcher. And the reason I love it is because she is a small town mama. Uh, she lives in Duluth, Minnesota, which is, you know, teeny tiny town. Um, and as someone who's also from a small-ish town, like I think that in the writing world, we think everything happens in New York and in LA and sometimes in Chicago, at least in the United States, right? And so if you don't live in one of those places, it feels harder like to make waves and to make progress. Um, 
And so I love Jenna's podcast because she talks about all these business tips, um, not specific to writing, but very easy, easily applicable to writing. And after every single one of her like 45 minute podcasts, I have one or two things that I can immediately take and apply to my business. And that's my favorite kind of learning um, is when it's made accessible and it applies to anybody, no matter the size, how big or small your business is. Um, I also love her podcast. Not that I'm turning people away from yours because yours is very lovely too. <laughs> But also check out this one. Um, there's over 400 episodes. And so you can search for whatever you want. So if you just want to search about writing a book, I think she's got like three or four. If you just want to learn about um, affiliate links and how to do affiliate sales, she's got like five or six on that. If you want to learn how to improve your email marketing, type in that. She's got dozens. Um, so I like that you can I feel like it's a one-stop shop for going and like learning what you need to know about business from another woman creator, small business, um, and apply it to your own. So there's lots of them out there. That's just one that I would recommend. Okay. So that's good to know. And also I'd like to you to talk about what writing projects are you currently working on? So that is a really good question <laughs> because I've been doing all of the other authorpreneur stuff because I've been doing the videos and doing the blog posts and creating a course and all this. Um, it's been a long time since I started a new writing, writing project. So I feel like there's always three phases. Uh, you write, you publish, and then you promote. And I said, the writing takes like four to six months, the publishing takes six to eight weeks. And then like you promote till you die. Um, and I always get stuck in the promoting phase and in the business phase. And it takes me forever to get back to the writing. And then when I get to the writing, I'm like, oh yeah, this is why I do this. I love this part the most, but for some reason, it just takes me so long to get back around to it. So um, I have a writing um, critique group meeting on Monday and dang it, I am writing the first chapter of my next book before I go to that meeting. Like I have to show up with something or they're going to give me grief and it's not going to be like the past few weeks. I've just kind of gotten by with like, ah, uh, here's this like willy nilly thing I dug out of my, you know, old drawer, or I could polish this up a bit and share that. And I decided this week, like, no, you have to. So what I'm going to work on um, is the fourth book in this series. So this series is called Champion Chocolatier. It's about a woman who runs a chocolate shop in Northern Minnesota. Um, it's very Hallmark, light and fluffy, like contemporary women's lit. Um, it's usually kind of funny. Like, um, you know, she, when she first opened this, or um, when she first got the job running this chocolate shop, she didn't know anything about making candy. She didn't even like chocolate. Uh, she didn't know a ton about business. So it's like all these mishaps, right? These lighthearted things. Um, and then there's a, a handsome man who runs the store next door. And that's where like the whole Hallmark thing comes in. So um, she gets the store in the first book. She goes on a reality cooking show in the third book or in the second book. Um, I don't want to tell you what happens in the third book because it's like a massive spoiler, um, but I'm ready to start the fourth one. Um, and so I just, I just got to sit down and do it. <laughs> that sounds pretty exciting. Do you plan on having more than four books? Like, do you want to keep writing about this character for a long time? I think that I could. Um, 
it'll it i uh i never know what's going to happen at the end of the story i have to i have to write it and so it'll kind of depend on if um if it leaves it in a good spot to, to continue on and more the other part is that there's always some sort of a competition um it's you know called champion chocolatier so in the first store first book she actually won the contest through um she won the store through a facebook contest and then the second book is the reality cooking show and then in the third book, there's a, another competition. And I don't even know what the, the competition in the fourth book is. I think that's what's holding me back right now. But I have to keep coming up with competitions. And so uh, if, I can, if I can do that, then yes, I think I would. She could fight for her man, right? It's yeah. a hallmark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is very hallmark. That is. <laughs> Okay, so thank you so much for sharing all this expertise with us. And if people want to know more about you, where can they connect with you? Absolutely. Um, you can go to my website. It is just my name, amandaziba.com, A-M-A-N-D-A-Z-I-E-B-A. -A -A. Um, and on there, I have a blog uh, full of weekly writing advice. Uh, I'm also on Facebook and Instagram. Um, and then the last thing I just want to tell you real quick is if you are a writer and you're thinking about um, getting going with your writing dreams, but you're not quite sure where to start. I think that's, I think that's where people get stuck is like, they want to do it. And it's not that they're lazy. It's just that they don't know how to get going. Um, but I have a lot of things on my website like that, as far as like writing programs. And I also have um, a course uh, called the take action author plan that walks you through all the steps that you need to know to self-publish and market your book. And I'd love to be the person to help you with that. Okay, awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you loved what you heard, be sure to share it with me by leaving me a review. If you're ready to publish your book, let me take your hand in my course, How to Self-Publish on Amazon. I will show you every step you need to take to successfully go through the publishing process on the platform. Keep on writing!